I can't believe you actually did it. Well, we did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> How do you get it in the tornado? Well, you got to get in front of the tornado and put it in the damage path, and then get out again before it picks you up, too. It's a suck song. Hey, Drew, have you ever been in the suck zone? Is this, is this how we're really going to start this one? Like, we're already, <laughs> we're, we're already off the beaten path here. <laughs> I mean, I just, just wanted to know, I mean, it's the suck zone. <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 92 of the Last Row Podcast. If you're new to the show, our website is thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Last Row Pod, Facebook slash The Last Row Pod, Spotify. Head out to Apple Podcasts. Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Please consider leaving a five star review if you're enjoying the show. Bad way. It's getting stormy in here. It's 92 episodes too many. It's too many episodes. It's too, too many. Have you considered less episodes, Drew? It's too many. <laughs> Can we delete old ones? There's a couple. Yeah, we should, I'd like we should to delete. delete like the the worst five. Let's delete them. Let's get, I could, let's get I could probably 80s. name them off the top of my head here, but I, I'll, I'll save it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll save it. <laughs> well, let's do Twister, Drew. 1996. That's the movie we're doing today. Released May 10th, 1996. I like that you put the exact date. I, I want people to know like what is a summer blockbuster or set up for the summer blockbuster, and yeah. and this is one. I, I'm pretty sure I saw it in May of '96. And, and May is also like peak tornado season, Drew. So yeah. there, there you go. Out in the, the plains. Yeah. The drama slash disaster movie directed by our boy, Jan Devont. A triumphant return. Uh, you know, of speed and speed to fame. Cruise control. Cruise control. We got to do that movie, by the way. I've never seen it in my life. Me, not once. Me, me either. And I, I want to. I want to see it. Jason Patrick is in it, right? Yeah. T-1000, right? Is he in T-1000? <laughs> that's Robert Patrick. That's Robert Patrick. All the right, guy, that's Robert. No. Robert's brother. Robert's brother Jason. Jason Patrick is is the the fireman guy from from Entourage when he's so intense and he gets mad at Vinny Chase for uh, messing up the scenes. Yes, yes. He that he was, that Patrick. He was probably like super professional on the set of Speed Two. Speed like for Two for no good for no I, good reason. I like to think that everyone's Entourage personality is their actual yeah. personality. Same with yeah. Ralph Macchio and all these guys. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that movie next. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a, a double feature of Jan Debont yeah, movies. But- <laughs> so, <laughs> written by Michael Crichton, Drew, and Annie Marie Martin. Michael Crichton, man, uh, of uh, Jurassic Park fame. I, I thought I thought that was an interesting thing there, right? Et cetera, Drew. I so, thought yeah, that was interesting. This, this was not a novel. He wrote it as a screenplay. So And J- Joss Whedon was brought in, our buddy, oh, <laughs> for, some, for some rewrites. To, f- to fix it. <laughs> this this thing was plagued with, with production issues. Yeah. I won't go oh, into man. it, but I, I was surprised to see Crichton on here, but I yeah. thought that was cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, our scores here. We got an IMDb, a 6.4 and a 10%. That's about right. That's about right. Rotten Tomatoes, 61%. That's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Metacritic, 68%. Yeah, that's about yeah, right. It's a little bit high, but it's a little bit high. What's this, Drew? Letterboxd? I, got, we, I added a new edition. now? 3.1 out of 5? I mean, hey, we're on Letterboxd. Drew, we we, we got to be on there. Can I, can I say that 5 is too small a scale to rate a movie? But you just double it. You just double it. But yeah, I, well, yeah, but like, what's the point then of? Because it, it lines know. up, right? I mean, but the five, but isn't the five stars like that is the the scale, right? I agree with I, you. So I'll tell a quick story about Letterboxd, Drew. So our friend, our, our friend and listener to the podcast, Jeremy, 
Um, so we got into a fight over Letterboxd about like me not giving Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse a high score on Letterboxd. But it's like, you're only giving me five options. You know, there's no half digits. There is, so though. It's you, like, you can put a half. So you if can. I give Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse a two out of five, just because I thought it was an okay movie, but and then I give like Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, a three. <laughs> like, but it's it's hard because there's only... You know what am I gonna do? Give, am I gonna give everything a four? Am I gonna give everything a three? But that means you can do half. You can do half scores on there. You can. I don't know. And, but that means that you're going. What you gave? You gave into the Spider Verse a four out of ten. So is is Letterboxed like? Do you rate it based off of what you like, personal preference, or based on how good a movie is? Because I feel like Letterboxed is more preference than is this movie good, it's, which the other things are. No, well, it gives you two options. So you can also say that you like the movie. It's a yes or a no, and you also give the score. So oh, well, the way that that's... I do it is if I like it, you know, you could uh-huh. give a thing a two out of five, but you think it's a great movie. It's a bad movie, but you like it. It's a two out of five, but you give it the like. Yeah, but if it's like pass fail, like I like like 97% of the movies I watch. I can Same. like it and still give it a one. Can I? Like, for example, the movie Kids, right? You know, the NC-17 movie Kids. Yes. I like that movie, but it's still a one. Yeah. <laughs> but why are you giving it a one? Because it's I don't know. disturbing or you didn't, because it's No, bad. I don't know. It's like, it's poorly acted. It's, you know, <laughs> kind of a shitty story, but it's like, it's powerful. It's powerful. And on the other hand, I could not like Star Wars, but it's still a, at least a three, even though I don't like it. So but I think it's flawed. I, I don't know. It's just, it's how you, it's how you feel like rating it. If you, if you look at my letterbox, it's all over the place. It's, I'll have to link yeah. it in the show notes and I'll link yeah. that way so you can see all of his into the, into the, into I feel the like, I feel like uh, if you remember the night, there was one night we were at Jeremy's house. Oh, and Jeremy's like, blood's I, boiling right now. Listen yeah. to this. I'm sure. And, and I, and I downloaded the app and I rated like, I don't know, a hundred movies. Yeah. We went and through like I, a list. And then I never touched the app again. <laughs> I liked I use it. it all the time. I, I liked rate, it. I rate the movies that we watch on here. So yeah. I already rated Twister. Right. I, I well, won't you know tell what? you what I, the score was I, till the end. I got to pick it back up. I got nothing against it. I just feel like I have limited options. It's like, and it's, it's, if it's based on personal preference over how good the movie is, it kind of skews the scores. I don't think, I think it's how good the movie, you're rating how good the movie is. It's like you're, then you're do- allowed. Then I'm doing it wrong, I guess. Yeah. I think you're doing it wrong. I think I'm you're doing, doing it wrong. wrong. Okay. No, it's however fair. you want to do it. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Anyway, Twister. I'm give this podcast a one out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, do we like it or is it good? <laughs> is I it mean, good? it's, it's good. It's a five. Is but it? Do you, but do you like it? <laughs> yes, is no. It? Yes, no. <laughs> it is. Admit it, it is. Uh, Twister, during the approach of the most powerful storm in decades, university professor Dr. Joe Harding and an underfunded team of students, students? Eh, we'll see, prepared the prototype for Dorothy. A groundbreaking tornado data gathering device. That's a mouthful. That that's in the suck zone. Yeah. <laughs> Conceived by her estranged husband Bill. When Harding tells Bill that Dorothy is ready for testing and that their privately funded rival, Dr. Jonas Miller, has stolen the idea and built his own, Bill rejoins the team for one last mission. One last ride. I, I got going on there. I got a question. I got a couple, several questions for you right now. Right. All right. right. All right. All right. I'm pretty right. sure that we already did this conversation before, but we need to rehash it. What's that? Is he estranged or is she estranged? Because what is, what, who's who estranged? is estranging? Like, 
Who's the stranger? He, I feel like if you are left, you're estranged. If you're the left one. Or if you, yeah, like you left her, so you're estranged no, to her? No, no. If you got left. You got left. I could be dead wrong on this, but I, I, feel, <laughs> like, I feel like if someone left you, you are now estranged. I, I need to look this up because... Or think, are they both estranged? No, I, I think maybe the lever... The, the loser, a, I don't know. Because <laughs> there's a winner and a loser. If you're the a loser, le- the loser is estranged. What it, I gotta, I'm going to look this up right now. Okay, here. Estranged. I just, dictionary. Estranged. Adjective. Of a person. No longer close or affectionate to someone. Alienated. Of a wife or a husband. No longer living with their spouse. His estranged wife. Okay, so maybe he is estranged. But she's also estranged because guess, she's not I, living I, with him either. I guess, I guess they're both. It has nothing to do with winning or losing. They're, they're both. And then the other question that I have for you, too, is underfunded students, are they funded at all? Do they even have any funding? Yeah, we are need they to get jobs? I don't even know if they're students. Like, whoever said they were students? I don't That's even know the about only, that. That's the only yeah. situation that you would ever know that they're students is us reading this thing from Google yeah. here, which yeah. I question anyway. Yeah, they so. never got into that. And those all those people, they look like they were 40. I mean, we got Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman running around, for God's sake. It's true. It's true. We have we have Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Like he's definitely not in high school anymore. You got Oppum from from yeah. Band of Brothers. He's been in the war. He's been in the war. He's not. His, he was in World War Two. I mean, That's to be fair, he, he looks seventeen always. To be fair, but oh my god, there's some good taglines here. So I'm curious what you think. I'll just go we'll through see. these rapid fire here. We'll see about that. First one: the dark side of nature. Yeah, I can see that on the poster. That's okay. That's not bad. Don't breathe. Don't look back. You got to breathe. I mean, it's not like the tornado is like hunting you like a serial killer. It's like you can breathe. Someone. It's going to suck your, you can suck your breath out. It's going to suck your breath out. <laughs> and something else. It's not a demon sucking your soul. <laughs> Go for a ride. You'll never forget. With an exclamation point. I don't know if you like that how I did that That sounds a little too happy. Like I feel like, you know, this is like a roller coaster or no. Yeah. <laughs> the beautiful yet destructive side to life. What? Too long. It's beautiful and too long. Too long. <laughs> and then here's an almost tagline, right? I saw this on IMDb. The almost tagline was, it sucks. And that was originally going to be used, <laughs> but the producers felt like it worked uh, too much to the advantage of disappointed audiences and critics. So that Actually, that's the worst tagline you could ever yeah. give your movie. That's why they didn't it's, want to put that. Yeah. Like, we get it, the play on words, but you don't want to, you know. Too much. Too, too much. much. Too <laughs> Financials. Much. Budget. In 1996, $92 million estimated. Is that a lot? Seems like a lot. Cumulative worldwide gross... Four hundred ninety-five point seven. So it kind of killed it bad way. We got a hit. I remember it was a big deal back in ninety. I remember it being a big deal for sure. I just looked this up. Ninety-five million dollars in ninety-six is the equivalent of one hundred and sixty-six today. So you know, Dude. inflation, man, inflation. But it was a big deal. I saw this in the theater, and I remember watching it and liking it. Did you watch this in the theater? No, I think I saw it. I think I rented it from Lenko. You know. Yeah. Nine, nine, nine cents a day. But uh get that VHS 92, tape. Ninety two million. Oh hell yeah, VHS. Well spent. Like a lot of practical effects in here. And they hold up, man. Yeah, it looks what really th- good. What did you think about the effects of this movie? Because I, I, I thought, thought they were fan- great. I thought they were fantastic. Especially for... that last tornado at the very yeah. end, that mile wide F five looked yeah. great. Was it twenty five years old years old? Twenty five? It's it it was really, really good. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I think when you look at it. The the way that they used the practical effects, like you said, 
felt like the the driving was cool, the way they were driving through cornfields yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like the the stunts were good. The way that can, they were at the movie theater was really good too. I thought it was can great. You re- can you remember one scene that looked fake? Like really, besides maybe you know maybe the, the cow. cows flying, but yeah. like. Still, it didn't look ridiculous. Which I saw something too. Apparently, that cow flying was a reused asset from Jumanji of like a zebra or something, oh, yeah. which I thought was was funny. But no, I, I even the water twisters, like the twin sisters or whatever they call yeah. them, they look good yeah. too. The water spout yeah. ninety six. There's yeah. movies that came out well after this that look a lot crappier than 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 what this yeah. is. So I think Absolutely. it's pretty good. Yeah, well, drop all done. I found a, a couple pieces of trivia that I thought was interesting, and and this first one is. Something that I I want to ask your opinion on this, so I'll just read it verbatim, but this is from IMDb. It says, Tom Hanks was the original choice for playing the role of Bill Harding. Hanks read lines with the cast and even chose the character's wardrobe, which stayed in the final film, but he dropped out of pre-production and said, quote, it wasn't what I was trying to do with my career at that time. It called for an eccentric man with a southern flair, and that wasn't me. While on the set of Apollo 13 in 95... Hanks felt co-star Bill Paxton was perfect for this role and this film and helped him land the role. Kurt Russell and Michael Keaton were also possible considerations. Now, the question for you is, is that kind of like a backhanded compliment? Like, eh. hey, I'm not, I'm too good for this, but you know what? Yeah, hey, Bill, you're good for this. You, you need an eccentric <laughs> wacko. Like, you're, you're good. This, this will be great. You do it. What do you think? No, uh, nobody, you put words in his mouth, wacko. He didn't say wacko. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Put a quote. Come on now. Quote. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really buy Tom Hanks as like a country, you know, a, a, a central USA type of guy. So I get it. He would have been too Southern like, flair. I don't know that he would have had the personality for it. He's like he would have played it too straight laced, like like scientific, I feel. Yeah, like he's not gonna go like so when he went when he went southern for Forrest Gump. Like that's a completely different character. <laughs> like if he's gonna play a, a standard down to earth guy, yeah, I agree. I think. I think he did the right thing. And I think that like also doing his boy, Bill Paxton, a solid, like that's, that's good. That's good. That's good do you stuff. Find, I mean, do you find Bill Paxton like a leading man? Because I know he's no, been a leading not man. Typically. But he's well known more for like side characters and supporting yeah, characters. I think he's better off as a side character. And I, and I think this is a good opportunity for him to, to lead a movie like this. That is, you know, it's, you know, a, it's a summer blockbuster and you know, the, where the effects are kind of like the lead character, not so yeah. much, you know, with the love story being the secondary uh, situation. I think it was perfect. And I think, you know, Tom Hanks was absolutely right for all parties involved. I don't think it's a negative. Do you think it would have been better with Kurt Russell or Michael Keaton? Yeah, well, <laughs> they're better actors. So, yeah, possibly. But would it have been a better movie? <laughs> Because you could get Daniel Day-Lewis in here, and I don't know that it would have been a better movie. Yeah, but uh, Kurt Russell could play that character, and so could Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael, Michael, Michael Keaton loves playing divorced guys. He does. Oh, man. What about, so another one that I thought was interesting too, just because, you know, we come from the movie industry, but yeah. with a very loud and bass-heavy surround channel, this film was notorious for destroying surround sound speakers in theaters worldwide. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> like, they got to know about the mix, and maybe they, yeah. they mixed it wrong here, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a lot of, I don't know, a lot of complaining going on there. It's yeah. supposed to be loud. You, That's you, a good you, thing if it yeah. blows out your speaker. <laughs> it's like the guys in their cars, when the yeah. car's rattling the frame and the, and the screws are falling out, you get the bass too heavy. <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, that's my 84, you know, Omni right there. <laughs> that's, that's how you know it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's my Dodge Omni right there. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. A cu- couple of awards here. Another things before we jump into the movie. 
it won a couple of awards and it was nominated for a bunch, but I'll just, I'll just call out a couple. So definitely uh, one of the better awards on this show, the, the 1997 BAFTA awards. Uh, A ball and ass fun times award. (laughs) It won for best achievement in ball and ass fun time. No, and uh, best achievement (laughs) in special, special visual effects. So it, it, they, they were validated for what you said. So for all you long time, you know, from the start listeners of You'll the last know. row, the that's like my, f- that's my favorite joke of the entire series <laughs> is, is the BAFTA, <laughs> the Ball and Ask Fun Times Award. It's my favorite joke and I'm glad it's back. <laughs> Anytime we see a BAFTA, we got to, we got to put that in there. And then, you know, I don't know if you were presenting at this, but the Blockbuster Entertainment Award, I don't know if you presented oh, the, the I popcorn. mean, I was there. I was there. What, you know, what I, is, I actually I, I presented for actor. What is what is the award for that look? Is it a VHS tape or is it like a like the the popcorn thing? Like what is it? For it no, that? it's definitely like the the logo that's on like the the face of the building. You like know, the like ticket? the blockbuster, the ticket. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. it's definitely like a silver, um, you know, stand and like a little pole sticking up, and then the, and then the ticket. Did they give sure. you one of these? Did they have them in the store back then? Back in the day. Oh yeah, I won so many blockbuster awards for for uh, for best stalker, you know, <laughs> best putter of new releases on the wall on Tuesdays, you know. Oh man, you, you'd uh, be surprised. So so you presented the award for favorite actress for action adventure. So there must have been multiple genres, but Helen Hunt won that one, yeah. and then it also won an MTV Movie Award for best action sequence. Oh, of course, specifically for the section that we talked about, the driving of the truck through the farm equipment, which was what actually about the a great house. Scene. Driving through the house. Yeah, that's. I think that's the one, and it drove yeah. through all the houses in the in yeah. the farm equipment, which was fantastic. And yeah. then there's a bunch of different nominations, like 17 plus, but it won. It was or was nominated for an Oscar for best sound and visual effects. I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm actually glad it got the nod for visual effects because it, it certainly deserved it. I don't. I didn't. I was too lazy to look up who it lost to, but you know, just know that it was and nominated. Sure, <laughs> and it was some bullshit. Kids, some Star Wars bullshit. And then another prestigious award, the Kids' Choice Award for favorite movie. It oh, was nominated. Favorite, did favorite not win. Movie. Again, yeah. didn't look up who yeah. it lost to. It's, yeah, you know, I'm lazy this week. And then a MTV Movie Award for Best Female Performance for Helen Hunt. Yeah. She she won what really counted, the Blockbuster Entertainment Award. Yeah. And, you know, the rest, who cares, right? Yeah. So, she still has that on her mantle to this day. Yeah. Sure. I'll, I'll link out to the, to the awards yeah. in the show notes if you're interested yeah. in looking at up. Maybe other people will be less lazy than I am. But let's just jump into this thing. Let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's jump into the tornado, into the eye of the storm. Into the suck zone, Drew. <laughs> Let's get into the suck zone, Let's bad get way. Let's it. <laughs> Good thing we're not on video right now. The uh, storm chasing. <laughs> what? What is going on with storm chasing? What the heck kind of money do you make doing this? And, and enough, what kind man. of person are you doing this? Not enough, man. You got to have a death wish. You obviously got to have a death wish. Step know? into the mind of a storm chaser here for yeah, us. I, don't, I, I, I can't even begin. Like, I guess you have to be really dedicated to your scientific work. Um, I mean, these people are doctors or working towards being a doctor, I'm assuming. But, like, it can't be very lucrative, can it? Like, are there look amateurs? The, I mean, look I'm assuming there's they, amateurs, they look like They look like amateurs. Like Joey Slotnick? He's got... Yeah. He's so a tech as, guy. Yeah, I mean, as as we're going to get into, like, you have like the ragtag team versus versus the corporate rivals. It's like those people look like the ones that are making money. Like these people just look like they're doing it for the research, right? Well, Philip Seymour Hoffman has like an RV top on the back of his his truck. They've yeah. got. I'm assuming this is research funded, right? Like grant funded or grant something. Funded, Especially yeah. if if Dr. Joe Harding is is a professor or whatever, right? They're yeah. students, but. 
they didn't really go into too much of that aspect. They just kept talking about how Carrie Elwes, his group, was in it for the money and not the science. And there's this giant rivalry throughout the movie that I thought, and you said it before we recorded, that it was a bigger part of the movie. It's been a while. It, yeah. it was more like a dangling thread that kind of went through. Yeah, it's like an extra thing, if you will. What do you think of the rivalry between this group? Because you do have that ragtag team that that sort of just out there for the love of the chase. They love the science. They love the the thrill of it. And then you got Carrie Elwes. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. We always do this weird. El- Elwes? Elwes? Carrie Elways. You know, John whatever it is. Carrie right? Elways. <laughs> but you got that group, and they have the like coordinated black Dodge Caravans, you know, back or the Chrysler, whatever the hell it is, town and country. They've got the vans. They've got that giant RV mobile thing. You know, what What do you think? Which side are you on? Which side are you well, on with this group? I'm on team corporate. Me too. Honestly. Me too. Because what, what's wrong with wanting a little taste, Drew? You know? <laughs> you like the taste? You want, Yeah. I want a little taste, you know? If, if I'm going to... I mean, this might, sound, this might sound bad, Drew, but like if I were a scientist and <laughs> I were like... Start it. I mean, this is, this is going to be bad. But if I were developing, say, like the cure for cancer, right? And I, and I did it. I want a little bit of taste. I want a little bit of kudos for that, right? In the form of monetary compensation. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great for humanity that we all. Uh, should I stop right now, or am I am I burying myself? Or I, I I'm not gonna no comment. <laughs> I I mean, first and foremost, let's get the people cured. Like, honestly, yes. You're not the wanna... guy that's gonna raise the EpiPen price six times, right? You're not doing no. that. No, and, and I you know I don't want this to be out of pocket for the people either. But I mean, like, come on, give, give me come. Just give me, a, you know, give me, a, give me a taste, just but a was, taste. Was he getting paid that much, or did he just have good equipment? Like I don't, you know, is he out there? He wasn't driving like a Mercedes or some crazy car. Like they were Dodge Caravans. Like they, yeah, they were coordinated. But he had good Doppler radar. Yeah. He had awesome binoculars. Like it wasn't like it helped his craft and it helped him yeah. do better research, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, the, why yeah, suffer uh, with garbage I mean, equipment? Yeah, they were they were clearly looking for a little bit of fame, which I would look for too in, in this scenario. He's a personality. But all all jokes aside, if it's at the end of the day, if the research helps the public, you know, get a better heads up on the tornadoes when they're coming so they can leave and save lives, then what does it matter where the source comes from? What is it I... what does it matter? If the corporate team makes an extra dollar off of it. I 1 billion percent yeah. agree with you. I couldn't stop being mad about it when I was watching it. I'm yeah. like, they were shaming Carrie Ells for, for yeah. wanting to like, yeah, he's a personality. He's eccentric. He's like Jim Cantori on TV. Should we hate him and, and only follow the guy who does weather, has weather vane in his backyard? Yeah. Like, oh, he's, he's in on, on TV. Why are you going to trust him? Like, come on. They should be working together, right? I agree with that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we talk about the Dorothy system and like, maybe they stole it. Maybe they didn't. Maybe that, they that's a different thing. But like, I don't know. I mean, there's Coke and Pepsi. It's like, I'm sure yeah. there's slight differences. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they crossed their T's and dotted their I's about how not to get sued by, uh, by the ragtag well, team, they went right? with the square. they went with the square shape instead of the circles. Do you, you know, think these scientists was... patented that thing, or do you think it's just a fly-by-night scenario where well, they didn't even think about such a thing? And they didn't how did, patent how it, did then, they then, find hey, it? Yeah. They have a spy. Is there a spy Maybe. student? 
Now maybe there's maybe there's some shadiness going on behind the scenes that we don't yeah. know. But before they unveiled Dot Three, which is the copy of Dorothy, yeah, I had no problem with with Carrie L's like character or anything they were doing. They were just chasing the storm too, and there was this yeah. competitive nature. But they made it into a a big deal. Like he's such a jerk. Like I get it. He's a personality, like we said, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal personally. And I'm, no. and I'm not a corporate sellout here either. I just think, no. like you said, he's getting paid. He's getting yeah. paid. So the leader of the, the, the corporate team is, is Carrie Elwes, as we said, right. But the leader of the other group is Helen Hunt's character, Dr. Joanne, Joe Harding and her ex-husband, or you know, TBD ex-husband, Bill Paxton, Dr. Mm. Bill, the extreme Harding. The extreme. Helen Hunt is this meteorologist and storm chaser. She's also got her PhD in what? I don't know, meteorology, I guess. The movie opened up. She's definitely dealing with some kind of trauma. She lost her dad in this F5 tornado, and it seemed like that was what fueled her to become this meteorologist. She says even later in the movie that she wanted to help warn people a little bit faster. What did you think of that whole beginning scene? And it wasn't necessary. Yeah, her dad went alt left five, didn't he? Boom, <laughs> out of here. Uh, yeah, my my concern was in the opening scene where like he's the dad gets his family into the bunker while the tornado's going on, and he's like holding the door shut manually, right? Unnecessary, Unnecess- unnecessarily, and then the tornado rips the door open, and he flies out and to his death, right? While the mother and the daughter are like deeper in the bunker, totally fine. Like two feet away? Why was he holding the door? <laughs> he would have been fine had he just walked into the bunker. Let the door fly open. You're already safe. You're in the basement. Like, yeah, you want the door shut. You don't want debris flying in there, but. But it's sucking out. It's a yeah, suck zone. You're good. Yeah, you're you're out of the suck zone. It's not the spit zone. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not <laughs> the suck zone. I don't know. It seems like it seems like he made a bad decision. You know, it's not so much that the storm got him; it's that he got himself got right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, first off, look, I've never been in a tornado. I've, oh, I'm really? You a, haven't? I'm, you haven't? I've never been in a tornado. Although you, they're more frequent here around these days. You're going on record to say you've never been inside a tornado. I've, I've never been inside of a tornado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one's never been inside of me. <laughs> but that guy just. Did it such a poor job, and you know what? Yeah. Should I say it? He deserved to get sucked out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he's messing with the tornado. He, he didn't. He didn't have good tornado knowledge. <laughs> he's he's in Oklahoma. Shouldn't he know this? Like he should they know. they he had should. a sweet little storm cellar too. That looked like a cool place to hang out. To be honest, they had actually food, I bomb mean, shelter. If we're being real, probably could have done some upkeep on the door. That's that true. latch, the latch was just lacking. Aren't aren't most storm sellers like metal doors? He had like a it was a wood door with like yeah, a well, little like, latch, like a like yeah, a what's like that a gonna do? What's it? It's gonna like a do? stall, like a toilet. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he had a state of the art uh, tractor sitting there, yeah, but couldn't spend any money on the cellar door, could he? It all it all went to the to the tractor, man. That's yeah, a, I think it's I think it's an outrage, you know. So so, th- but this this whole situation messes up dr harding and she's got a she she becomes a storm chaser right and and that's her background before we move on from that like the name joe like i'm a fan for for a woman i like the nickname you know joanne call her joe yeah that's a good name i would name my daughter joanne and then call her call her joe 
You know, my you know, my grandfather was Joe, so it's Joe Badway. So like, Joe I, could, Badway. like I could name my daughter Joe. That's a good name. It's well, you can't Joe have Badway. the E on it. You got to have just J-O. Well, no, it's still a J-O, but it's like, hey, that's Joe Badway. Yeah, I like that. I think it's yeah. a good name. Yeah. I, like, I like that as a name. My future daughter. There we go. So Dr. Harding's husband, Dr. Bill, the extreme Harding. Extreme. Former storm chaser, right? Because he, he left to become, what did he do? A weatherman? A weatherman? Yeah, <laughs> known yeah, for TV, his... TV, TV weatherman. Known for his bizarre, quote, tornado whispering methods. What do you think of, of Dr. Bill? Uh, my, my first thing when I heard of Dr. Bill was, why is his name the same first name as the actor? Do you think he chose it? No. That's like, I don't know. Do you, do you think that Michael Crichton wrote it? And they didn't know Bill Paxton was going to be in the movie. And then like it just so happened that it was a Bill. Like how often, like, how often does that happen? I feel like it never happens. It, it's not very often, put it that way. Like, I feel like if Bruce Willis does a movie and the character's name in, in the script is Bruce, that they change the name of the character. Because <laughs> isn't it weird, weird when he's, like, hearing it, his I, name? I would think it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I would I would want it to be different always. So if Tom Hanks or Michael Keaton were in this, the name would have still been Bill? Or would yeah. they have done, gone with Michael or Tom? Well, no. Yeah. It would definitely, like, it was Bill and they just never changed it. Because oh, they never thought in a million years that Bill Paxton would be the lead of this movie, I'm sure. Do you think he sold out? Well, no, because I don't think he did it for the money. I think he did it to like change his life, right? I guess. Now, that sort of leads us to the question of some of the fiancé stuff, and maybe we need to just jump to that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like, it's pretty much the whole movie. Like, yeah, we could sit here and talk about how the tornadoes wrecked a lot of things in this movie, but like, you know, that doesn't really lend to the way we do things on this show. So, I mean, what we want to talk about really here is the love triangle, right? Yeah, I mean, t- just describe the situation. What are we dealing with with this whole right. thing between Paxton Hunt and and his fiance? All right, I'm gonna try to like not butcher this, and Trump gonna try to not to get us into the suck zone here. So hopefully, I do this right. <laughs> I mean, suck zone. I mean, we could we could you know take that multiple ways. So long story long. So Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt are estranged from each other, as they say. So they're 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 about to get through a divorce. The divorce papers were sent in December, and it is now, like, May. So the divorce talk is relatively fresh, although we don't know how long they've been separated. So in in all that meantime, Paxton got himself a new fiancé. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know her name? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how pathetic my research is this Doctor, week. Doctor... I'm sorry, it's Dr. Melissa Reeves. Yeah. So, and she's a, uh, she's a psychiatrist or psychologist? She's a, a, a therapist. A therapist. A, se- a sexual reproductive a, yeah, therapist, Yeah, a, right? a reproductive therapist. So, what Paxton needs to do is finalize his divorce, with, which Helen Hunt is kind of putting off siding, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So, Paxton decides to drive down to Oklahoma to get her to sign it finally so he can get married but he decides to bring his fiance along for the ride. So that's where we're at right now. Did he bring her or did she want to go? And I think, that's and a, was it a violation? That's a very important distinction, Drew. It's not stated, but I think that she wanted to tag along. He was like, you know what? You know, I've been talking about my ex here, getting this divorce finalized. She's dragging her feet. I'm going down there. I'm going to get this done, and we're going to get ourselves married. 
And she was like, you know what? I kind of want to see, you know, your old stopping grounds. Why don't I come along? And he was like, no, 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 you don't, you don't want to do that. Like how and much she, of a fight was it? <laughs> and she insisted and she totally insisted. I, I, I wonder how they met too, because Helen Hunt at one point brings up the fact, like, where did you guys meet? Did you meet her at the station? And she finds out what, you know, what job she is. And he's like, mm. essentially implies, were you her client? And then he's like, oh, you know, he doesn't say no, but he's yeah. insanely offended by the question. Yeah, well, they get into like, the, you know, they're, they're in a car and they get into like your prototypical, stereotypical married couple bickering about everything type thing. Here's my theory. And I, I think this is a great theory. And I just thought of this thought in my head. He's a weatherman. He's a TV weatherman, right? Yeah. So he's on the news. So I'm thinking maybe there's like, I don't know, a fluff piece or if it's a daytime or you want, you know, if maybe it's a morning show, right? Maybe they had Dr. Reeves on on a segment mm-hmm. about, you know, relationships or, you know, you know, how they have this little yeah, like the Today Show the or something. Today Show, something like that. I think maybe she was a guest. She had a segment on the show and he was there and they chatted it up. And that's, you know, they cut it the over sparks. to Bill for the weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They cut it over to Bill. And then, uh, when the, uh, you know, when the red light was off, he slid in. He was he a, a practicing TV reporter or he was going to leave for it? It was sort of vague to me, unless I missed it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he, if he was actually did an episode or not yet, or if he was like, it was on tap to do it. That I don't know. What What do you think of, so Dr. Reeves, the, the, the therapist and his now fiance, was she a strong trooper for dealing with all the craziness that, that she was there? That, that dealing with all this stuff, right? Chasing yeah, storms. Dude. Like at what point do you just leave? Yeah, I, I don't know if I would have made it past the, you know, the second the car flipped right in front of her and she had to swerve to not die. That's like kind of where it's like, all right, you know, are you are we going? You know, you would ask, <laughs> you would ask your fiance, are we done yet? Can I be Let's done go. yet? <laughs> I, think, I think a regular person would have been like, so we're leaving, right? And then once Bill says, well, no, we got to get the storm. That's when you know it's over, right? Yeah. Well, I thought but she like, was pretty cool for dealing with it. But she like stuck with it a little bit. So here's my, here's my thing. We might have different answers on this. How, when do you quit? Would you keep going? Would it would it intrigue you? Or are you like, this is nuts. Like, I'm, this is not worth dying Me over. personally? I'm leaving. Yes. Me personally, I, I would probably have left because yeah. they were crazy. Like, they were, they they loved it. It was like, it was like almost psychotic yeah. the way that they were. They weren't like... So, I don't feel, and, and let me say this, right? I don't feel that they were like outwardly disrespectful to the storm, but I felt like they were too cavalier and too like yeah. reckless. They were reckless. They, they acted like they knew the storm. They, and like, yeah, yeah, sure, they have experience of tornadoes, but they're they're not respecting the storm. That's what and, I meant. And, and as, uh, you know, the closing credits um, from Eddie Van Halen, uh, entitled <laughs> Respect to the Wind. Yes, they were not respecting the wind. They don't respect the wind. That's right? what I felt. I yeah. felt like they were too, they were like, they had a death wish, I feel. And yeah. for, for as scientific as they were, yep. I felt like they didn't, they didn't treat it with the, with the reverence that it deserved. And I no. felt like if I was that, and, his fiance, I would have been thrown yes. off by that and said, well, crap, like these people are okay. just nuts. So, so yeah, here's the thing. I think it is realistic in that these types of people that do this type of work would disrespect the wind. Yeah. It's like adrenaline and, junkie. And throw caution to the wind. Uh, no, you know, no no pun intended. 
But the most unrealistic thing about the movie is, is that this fiance held on for so long. Yes. Right. The first storm was enough to me. And I, that's why I, I get your position totally. And the way her character was written and portrayed, she should not have gone on past that first storm. I agree. But they had to like drag on the whole relationship story till it, to, until it comes to a head. Me personally, I probably would have uh, you know stayed because I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I think it's cool, but I felt like it would have been cool if they were a little bit more careful. But <laughs> I think the other thing that I think that they could have done a better job of playing up is the rivalry between Helen Hunt and her. And I feel like yeah. maybe it just wasn't portrayed correctly or it was just written poorly, but maybe she was too concerned with trying to put up the appearance of like, I'm tough, I can handle this because she's competing with Helen Hunt for Bill Paxton's affection at that point. It became a rivalry and that made it into like a weird thing. And maybe that's why she stayed longer than she probably should have. Yeah, maybe she was trying to fight for a man. That's, that could have been it. Yeah. But, like, you could only, I mean, a car almost slipped on top of her, Drew, in the first half hour of the movie. I I agree. I mean, yeah. let's talk about Bill Paxton and, and Helen Hunt. Like, so they're separated, obviously. He sent her divorce papers. What caused this separation? You know, they definitely had the bickering, but it didn't seem like they hated uh, yeah. each other. Uh, to, to me, and I, this is me reading, trying to read between the lines, because this is not, you know, clear at all. I think that she got a little nuts. You think so? A little too reckless. And I think he pulled back and where she was like, listen, Joe, you're getting a little obsessive with this. You're out of control. Maybe she had a near-death experience prior that was off screen. And he was like, I can't go on like this. Because she's clearly affected by her father's death. And the fact that maybe she's not communicating with him. And Fair she's enough. just... Focusing on, you know, head down, do what I got to do to to check these tornadoes. And maybe it was a little, I got a little too hardcore for him. So maybe Mr. Bill Extreme, he got out extremed by Joe, in my opinion. <laughs> Extra extreme. She's got three X's in the extreme. Yes. And he's only got yes. one. <laughs> right. I mean, that's me. I, I don't know. That's that's my interpretation. I forgot to ask you this too, but do you think it's a violation that he, that, that, he showed up with the fiance. Like, forget oh. why she tagged along or not. But do you think it's a yeah. violation? He should have. He should have put his foot down, right? And said, "I feel no. like you're trying to flaunt your your yeah. new life." Nothing good comes of it. And look what happened. The, the 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 marriage ended before it started. I mean, in the long run, maybe it's for for the best. But that you know, that's a very delicate situation that you're putting yourself into there. That only bad can come from it. So about the divorce too. Do you do you find it? odd that this sort of subverts the the typical movie trope where we talked about this a little bit before the year but i'm curious your thoughts on this he's initiating the divorce right yes you mentioned she didn't sign the paperwork for you know months on end and then at the very end she conveniently forgot to put the final signature oh oh, here comes the storm gotta go so you know she was sort of stringing him along like we talked about how long she had the paper. She had them since December, and I think you said peak tornado season is is what sometime in the summer, late summer or something, right? Yeah, it's May June, May June, yeah. Is it a violation that she didn't sign them till now? And and it also is it weird that that he's the one that's sort of initiating yeah. it in no, this relationship? I I can understand that the person who gets divorced upon the estranged, if you will, yeah, as we say, the estranger, 
that you'd want to drag your feet, right? I don't want to do ready. this. Because if the person still has feelings, you want to put it off as long as possible that maybe the other one will come around. But I feel like in a lot of these scenarios that it's always the husband that is the one that gets the paper served to them, right? Yeah. Especially in the movies, at least. Or at least in these types of movies. So I also feel that, and uh, I don't know, maybe because it's the wife and because it's specifically Helen Hunt and her style of character, mm-hmm. that it's almost kind of charming and endearing that she's so like flippant about it. It's it's like she couldn't, you mentioned it before, right? She couldn't express her feelings. So she yeah. got in herself into the situation, maybe potentially, right? Where yeah. she, she really does love him. But it got so far down the wrong path, and she she wanted him back, but yeah. she didn't know how to get him back. She's still traumatized by what happened to her as a yeah. kid and her her work and all this other stuff, right? Yep she she wants no part of this divorce. Never did, but she never probably never was able to f- properly express herself to the point where it it drove him away. What about the fact that she is still his wife legally, right? So she's legally his wife. Now, if he initiated yes. the papers, the process is in motion. Do you look down upon it, or is it a violation that she's basically trying to get her husband back? He has a fiancé. Or is it a violation that he has a fiancé before his divorce is through? There's a lot of questions you're throwing at me here. So you're asking me, is his legal wife a homewrecker? Yes. (laughs) In so many words, yes. I feel like that's, uh, yes, because I feel like once the papers are served and the one and the server is that sure of the separation that it's over. Yeah. That it's like, it's over. It's like in football terms, he's, 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 kneeling, he's kneeling on the ball. He's running, he's running, he's running the clock out. He's taking a knee. Yeah. And her, and her games of not signing and putting it off for months on end is the equivalent of trying to put up stats to garbage time. She's she's chucking hail marys for the yeah yeah she's putting up she's putting up fantasy points but there's the win isn't coming now sometimes you get a couple onside kicks in the form of five straight tornadoes in one day at which she converted on which good for her but no yeah I think that well no well I think that so to answer your question yes it is a violation to try to home wreck your ex husband's future marriage. But at the same time, I don't think she did anything on purpose to get him back. Yeah. Right? There was no seduction. She was herself. She, she was just living her life. She was herself. Which I and respect. She, yeah. And it, it only took a matter of him coming back into town to realize that this is where he belonged. And that's what makes me wonder, like, why he left to begin with. Like, he was he was fooling himself to think that he was going to be this weatherman. And I don't look down yeah. on the fact that he wanted to be the weatherman, but it seemed like he was looking for something... Maybe they had a bad fight. Maybe he was trying yeah. to forget about no, her or something. I, think I don't that, know. I think the emotions got too real. And I'm telling you, I think that she got a little too, maybe a little too daring for his liking. But at the same time, like when they met again, obviously in this movie, you can't get much more death defying than what they did together in this yeah. movie. Being so, in a tornado. Yeah. But maybe he realized, you know what? You know, she's messed up. She's got feelings that she needs to... You know, confide in me with I'm I'm her husband, but at the same time, I'm right there with you. Let's go, let's go ride this tornado. Let's get sucked. Let's do it. <laughs> let's get in the suck zone here. Yeah, let's get in the suck zone. <laughs> what about what about the other piece, right? So he so throughout the movie, 
we're just going to skip around a little bit. But the the fiance winds up leaving him. You know, it's too much. She's just going to get out of here because she knows it's it's he's she's never going to win him back. She's never going to compete with Helen Hunt at this point. It just makes sense. And she doesn't seem to hold a grudge. She doesn't seem to be too mad. Like, which again, I thought she handled it way better than, you know, most people would. I wouldn't have been able to handle it with such like class. She, she was really nice to him and she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to go. And he was like kind of hanging on. Is he going to regret letting her go? No, I don't think so. I mean, he seems like a really nice guy, right? Yeah, he didn't seem like and, a jerk. And and, and uh, Dr. Reeves seems like a very nice woman. I find it a little unrealistic that she's not a little mad. But yeah. at the same time, she just found out that this person who she thought she knew is a complete lunatic, right? Yes. So maybe that's like Extreme. eye-opening to her to be like, all right, I didn't know that this guy was nuts like this. Like, this guy is a death wish. So does this girl. They probably, you know, I didn't know this guy. I jumped into this relationship too soon. I'm going to remove myself before, you know, this thing isn't going to work. I mean, they did give him crap for getting engaged so soon, didn't they? Like, they even said it in the movie. So maybe he didn't really know her that well. I feel like it's a little unrealistic that there were no emotions involved from either of them about ending this. But at the same time, I wonder, like, how long they were dating because... It seemed like less than a year from the separation, right? If we're talking about divorce papers in December, we're now yeah. in May. I don't know, man. It just seems like a pretty quick jump into that relationship. So maybe it wasn't a, a long enough of a relationship for it to be painful, you know? Let me ask you about this aspect of it. Let's say he sort of went along with the whole thing and then he was forced to kind of move on with his life. Let's say she did sign the papers and all that stuff. Yeah. How long would this guy have lasted after he had a taste of this F5 tornado and all this other stuff? And do you think oh. he would have regretted it? So so are you saying if they would have gone through the day's events but not separated? Yeah. Like let's say instead of her saying, I'm going home to, I'm yeah. Just, yeah, I'll meet you back at the hotel. And, and then at the end of the day, like he didn't hook up with Helen Hahn or anything like that, right? Like, do you think he would have went home as a weatherman? Could he have lasted... No. Before he went back to Helen Hunt. You think it's just a matter no, of time? I think I think the day's events, you know, brought him back. And I think that he would not have even gone through with the marriage. They might have gone home together. Yeah. But it, it would have only been a matter of time. It set in motion like yeah. uh, some yeah. activities here that, yeah. that he wasn't coming back from. Right. Right. Okay. Do you agree? I do. I do. Yeah. Because I, I think I think he was so far deep into the world of the tornado hunting in just yeah. like what eight hours yeah that there's he would have missed that so he already did miss it he realized it there's no way they would have like you know put up the facade and actually gone through with the wedding right and all I that think he would have known he right? knew yeah. the second that he was yeah. in the in the car when he started going in the car with helen hunt instead of his fiance that's yeah. when i knew okay he's like i just gotta ride with joe i'll be back i, I gotta ride with her you know, yeah. and it it was it was definitely a situation where you saw what path that was going down, and there was no coming back from that. In my opinion, if yeah. he went home, it was just a matter of time before they called off the wedding. Just a matter of time before he said, "Man, I don't really like this weatherman job. I got to go back out there." It's that adrenaline, right? Once you have yeah. the taste, you totally. got to go back. Too extreme, yeah. man. Too extreme. Yeah. So we talk a lot about the relationships, but we talked a little bit about the technology, this Dorothy technology thing, this giant <laughs> trash can with a bunch of. 
I don't know, shiny so, balls in it. <laughs> so for those that haven't watched, it's Dorothy. It's like a, it's a callback to Wizard of Oz. So yeah. that's that's the Dorothy. It's got a sticker of it, and there's like four yeah. or five of them, and they keep destroying them. They only have enough yeah. money for what three of them, and then they finally yeah. think of it as one. like you know the coolers that are in like you know uh, it's like an NFL sidewalks. Yeah, yeah, that have like the ice cream in them, or like the tubs where there's like two liters or, or twenty ounces. It's like a crappy tub, pretty much. <laughs> Filled or like with the, the Gatorade bottle thing yeah. on the on the sideline with the little yeah. push button. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's filled. It's filled with these little uh, sensor balls, right? I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, I'm no scientist. That you're not. The goal. The goal is to get the tornado to suck them up in the suck zone, so they can like record all kinds of data in which they can, you know, is is a. Uh, Infinitely useful in predicting future tornadoes. Did their I get that goal, kind of yeah, right? their, their goal was to get the warning down. I think three more minutes from fifteen minutes to twelve minutes, or something like that. Or, or, or no, I don't know, something like the that. The warning, right? the warning is all at that time is only three minutes. All right, which, they is, want to give which is not enough time to get people to safety. So they want it to be fifteen. So which they is think fair. this technology can give them five times the amount of time to have people just immediately exit the area when there's a tornado coming, which is it's good. I don't know. I have a, a, a lot of questions and thoughts on this, but before yeah. I even ask you them, I did look this up, and apparently this is... I don't know that it's actually used right now, but around that time, it was something that was potentially a real technology. Maybe how they used it in this movie was dramatized, but... Isn't there a better way to do this? <laughs> like, yes. I, I was thinking about you go to a baseball game, you go to a basketball game, and they got the t-shirt cannon, you know, where the, <laughs> like you can stand pretty far away and they're shooting yeah. up t-shirts to you on the second deck of the of the football stadium. They can't use something like that to just shoot these balls into the tornado. Like, do they really, does the thing have to perfectly go over top of it? Can't they just right. go in a helicopter and drop it in or some type of plane or something? Okay. I Here's the counterpoint. So the fact that the piece of crap bucket that they were using for the Dorothy <laughs> was so light yeah, that you have to get the balls into, I don't know, what would you call it? The uh, the suck zone. The, it's uh, in like the suck the, zone. The eye of the tornado, for lack of a better term, yeah. right? In order for that to happen, like you have to penetrate the swirling winds. Otherwise, it'll just knock them down, right? Fair enough. And, and it would never reach. So, but if that's the case, I'm sorry, but like all you, like I'm watching the movie in 10 minutes, I thought to myself, well, all right, they just need something heavier. And which is like their big epiphany at the end of the movie. So all they needed was a guy like me that has no, I I have no doctorate. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Damn, you know, thing one about tornadoes, but I would just be in there. I'd be like, yo. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta just have a beater truck and just drive <laughs> the truck into the tornado, and it'll pick it up. And then when it picks it up, it'll also pick your balls up, right? Can't they, can't they catapult it too? Like get a giant catapult? Like they were doing this in medieval no. times where they were. But, well, if they catapulted again, it would get knocked down by the wind. You but need they something can't, heavy to get into the into the thing. They can't catapult it so fast that it goes in. Well, how about when a tornado goes over a house? Like it doesn't blow it away it, it kind of like sucks it in doesn't it it's yeah. a suck zone but like that's uh, like you could just plant the balls in like the attic of a house 
Yeah. But again, you'd have to predict which house it was going to hit, which is impossible. I mean, I think that, but a house is infinitely bigger than this little teeny little Gatorade cooler thing. I don't know. It's just weird. No, to but me. you can't like like the house. You can't predict where the tornado is coming from, so they have to drive to it. You can't just say, "All right, we're going to sit on this house and wait for a tornado to get this house." Like you like, can be waiting. You can be waiting decades. Give me the t-shirt gun, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna be out there going, "Fuck!" Like you're gonna be shooting those like a, things. Like a big, into like it. a big, like a like a boomerang. Not a boomerang. Yeah. What do you call it? Like a slingshot. Slingshot or slingshot. Those, those water balloon the, slingshots. Yeah, the large ass slingshot. Thing. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Or a catapult, yeah. like the medieval style, yeah. where they're shooting like you know yeah. flaming rocks and stuff. I and, feel like they could just do it that way. And while we're on the subject of like fresh set of eyes from an amateur. I mean, how 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 close did did they come to just getting an eyeball impaled by 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 like wood shrapnel? Very close. Couldn't they just be wearing like uh, motorcycle helmets? Like I'm talking about safety here. Just safety first. What if they wore like night gear? Like they were. We're talking about medieval times. Like yeah, like, uh, like chainmail to like as <laughs> yeah. to not get impaled by uh, by a pike. It keeps people from uh, getting by bit wooden, by sharks, by a, right? Yeah, by a wooden. Yeah, yeah. You know. If you can why wear that we in have, the ocean. Why can't we have helmets, you know, safety equipment? Why do they have to, like, go head first into all this shit? It's it's crazy. I mean, this is just me, you know, outside looking in. Like, they just bring me on. I could, like, tell them how, how they could do things they just a little better. On, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got Philip Seymour Hoffman's driving his car. Yeah. You just get your, get your car out there and just yeah. drive with them. Would they let you join? That's the other thing. If you just decided to tag along, yeah. like, it's like, hey, this guy just wants to learn me? the ropes. Unpaid intern? Are you serious? Like... <laughs> They would put me like in the eye of the of the tornado. What would they make you do? I mean, they would put me in the front lines. Obviously, if this guy oh. wants to join. Sure, give him the I, job nobody else wants. I just feel like this technology was interesting, but but you know, without even talking about the plot of the movie, it does work, right? They finally do get it into the tornado while they're in the tornado, and they're seeing the beauty of the calmness of this thing as he ties his belt to like a pipe yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> something ridiculous and meanwhile they didn't get impaled to your point they're in the tornado the tornado has all kinds of shrapnel and everything and he's just calmly hanging on to this pipe with his belt you know the way that like he like wrapped the belt <laughs> around his body i was thinking to myself like he's gonna reverse hang himself <laughs> he he's gonna upside down hang himself <laughs> or rip he was himself very in half he was very cavalier with the way he was strapping them to that to that pipe Especially how they de- they defeated their own physics when the dad is getting sucked out of the door yeah. <laughs> in the suck I mean, zone. Yeah, this this whole movie is just boils down to like everyone's too nonchalant. They don't respect the wind, as That's, Eddie Van Halen says. <laughs> none, of, none of these people are respecting the wind. Especially so. So the other thing is talk about the end of the movie when that credit scene came on. I forgot. I texted you. I said, "Man, make sure you stick around for that ripping solo song." <laughs> oh hell yeah! It was awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize I had to look it up later and I saw it was Van Halen. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Respect the wind, man. Respect the wind. You got to respect it. So let's leave our listeners with a couple would you rathers. Ooh. I'll ask you a few of these. Maybe we can trade off. I don't know. Unless, however, you want to do this. Or maybe we rank them. Yeah. Maybe let's do that. Rank them. One through so four. there's a couple scenarios here. You could be stuck in a tornado with your belt tied to a pipe with Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. You know, trust your safety. Mm-hmm. Or you get stuck in an abandoned mine with Dante's Peak Volcano with Pierce Brosnan. I don't want to be in that mine. You can see a theme here. We're we're, we're uh, talking about things that we've done. Yeah. Or you could snowshoe in the storm of the century from Washington D.C. to Philadelphia to rescue your son with Dennis Quaid. Or you're going to get rescued, I guess. Maybe that you're going to be counted like a, on. That sounds like a terrible time. 
or you can be in uh, Earthquake of the Century with The Rock in San Andreas. Right. What do you think is like, I don't even okay. know how to say this. Is it like who's the safest or yeah. do you survive? Who, yeah. Who do you trust in, in these scenarios? So correct me if I'm wrong. Dennis Quaid left his partner for dead, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> The guy yeah. fell through the roof too. Yeah. So I, I don't, you know, no for Dennis Quaid. Um, <laughs> he, he had to get to his son though. Pierce Brosnan, he's a smart guy, but like his plan at the end of the day was to go into a mine shaft where they could potentially <laughs> be buried alive. He probably should have been buried and alive, he right? He was. He was himself. Yeah. Like they he should have crushed. never crushed. They should have never been found. They should have never got like, that should have been the end of that. That was a bad idea. He got crushed like a feeble man and yeah. his car yeah. like crushed him like a sardine. Yeah. That's that's the worst way to go. I'd rather be frozen to death. I'm claustrophobic as hell. Yeah. I was not gonna be okay with that. Obviously, The Rock is a superhero, so you're gonna feel safe with him in his in his muscle muscly arms. It's unfair, though. It's unfair. But like, and then we got Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton, who are professionals in the Twister world, but they don't respect the wind. They're crazy. Yeah. They went into the tornado. The answer should be Pierce Brosnan, but like his his final solution was not ideal to me. <laughs> so I'm going The Rock one. Yeah. And then we have three bad choices here. I'd rather I'd rather be with Jake Gyllenhaal in the library, having the wherewithal to close the door on on the the the, the death frost in the library. <laughs> so I'll go rock one. You locked Gyllenhaal, it. It's good. Gyllenhaal two, Paxton and Hunt three, Dennis Quaid. Uh, I'm sorry, Pierce Brosnan four. Pierce brought, yeah, Pierce put them probably into the deadliest of situations. I don't want to, I don't want, like, I don't want to be in that hole. That's a bad way to die. Maybe, but, but there really wasn't anywhere else to go. Like, I don't know. What was so, he going to do? But here's the thing. Every, everything up to the end of that movie, uh, Dr. Day Speak, I'm with Bronson. He, he had all the right answers. He, he was the, the only end. one speaking truth. Yeah. But if you're with Paxton and Hunt, you're, they went into the tornado. They're like, looking for the danger. They they wanted to get shrapnel to death. You know what I mean? They yeah, they yeah. wanted to. They they're crazy and they did it five times. So yeah. I agree. I agree with your your approach though. You I think, think Brosnan yeah. wound up in the worst of situations. Yeah, because like he like he chose he chose buried alive basically. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather die in the in the, in the lava <laughs> than be buried alive. Yeah. If right? you jumped into a lava like a pool, if you did a pencil, do you die like instantly? <laughs> no, we talked about this, Drew. You for, you forget the science. I forgot. You forgot the science of the volcano. <laughs> you die a horrible death if you jump in a lava. It is not a fa- it is not instant death. <laughs> I forgot. It's I'll a slow. That one it's a slow burn. You don't want to go on that road. You don't want to go on that road. <laughs> so what do you what did you think of this movie? Then let's wrap it up. What did you think of how it ended? I thought it was great. Like were you entertained? I was, I, I I was expected to be kind of bored by it, having not seen it in such a long time. I was very impressed with the effects. I thought that the effects really held up, and uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the love story. When's I the did. last time you saw it? Do you remember? Probably Lanco. Yeah, probably it's been that long. Nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, whenever it came out on VHS. Yeah, it's been yeah. that long. It's only the second time I've seen it. I thought it was pretty good. I got a little bored in the second half. Maybe it was because it was so late when I was watching it. Yeah. But I agree with you that the effects held up really well. I thought the acting was great, you know, especially yeah. since that, you know, you don't really see Bill Paxton in a ton of leading roles. At least at that time, he was sort of like the side character. I'm probably going to yeah. get flack for that. But it's like, I think of well, Aliens and True Lies when I think of Bill Paxton, all those kind of movies. Yeah, I thought he did I, great. I think, that, I think that's the reason why this movie kind of works is because like the movie's full of 
side characters. Yeah. Including the two mains. We got to thank Tom Hanks for for giving us Bill Paxton in this role because other than that, we might have been seeing the wrong fit as 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 Doctor Bill. Yeah, the extreme. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so, you do. You do. I'm definitely curious what others think of the movie. Have you watched it recently? Do you like it? Does it hold up to when you might have seen it? If you've never seen it, I'm curious what people would think watching this for the first time, especially if you've never seen it, because this is a classic to me. This classic disaster movie, and uh, I definitely really liked it. So definitely send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Leave a comment on the episode's page. Tweet at us at The Last Row Pod on Twitter, facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod. Hit us up on Instagram. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and uh, Podchaser. And we'll be back in two weeks yeah. on Thursday, November 25th with our next movie. And Thanksgiving. That, yeah, Thanksgiving. right on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little pre-birthday gift for everybody for me. Yeah. So um, on that note, we'll, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. We'll see you. What? What? Do you, Drew, do you think that part of the reason why Paxton left Helen Hunt at the beginning was because they couldn't find the suck <laughs> I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. <laughs> it's okay. Nobody's listening anymore. They already, they already turned it off. I'm curious if somebody's even listening. It might be why they left. It might be why they left.